This podcast and stream uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Chaosium Inc. slash Moon Design Publications LLC, which are used under Chaosium Inc.'s fan material policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to user access this content. This podcast and stream is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Chaosium Inc. For more information about Chaosium Inc.'s products, please visit www.chaosium.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome again. Welcome to the podcast, people who didn't hear us say welcome to the stream, people. Um, (laughs) You're hearing this uh, quite a while into the future. The stream is on January 19th, but that's not when this episode's going to come out. So the uh, game is called Cthulhu 7th Edition. The episode is episode 12. Joe. You're not even going to roll today. You're not even going to pretend. There we go. You're not even going to pretend. Let's roll a D12. Maybe something different will happen. Nope, nope. Joe, what happened? Wait, they don't even have names on them. Um, God, okay. So uh, I may or may not have the map pulled up. We explored Louisville, Kentucky, downtown Louisville, Kentucky, back in the 19... Uh, whenever this is set. 20s. 20s. 1920s. And um, we did a little detective work. First of all, we escaped the prison and headed to none other than, uh, what was his name? Chucky? Uh, Chucky Buckets. No, Bucky. Chucky Buckets. Excuse me. Not Bucky Chucky Chuckets. Buckets. Bucky Chuckets. <laughs> Bucky Chuckets. <laughs> Chicken Hut. And um, we laid low there for a little bit, and then we decided to go do some digging into what's been going around uh, in Louisville with these um, cultists and these people supposedly murdered. Um, I believe Kirk headed, we split up, we split the party, and Kirk headed to um, like Town Hall? Is that No, no, Kirk headed to the bar. Kirk headed downtown to uh, a little speakeasy um, and spoke there to the bartender and then someone in town who told them about um, stuff going down in the Louisville Jockey Club. Um, I forgot if we got a name there. Yeah, uh, Michael Strode, I think, was the name of the um, a recent victim. And the guy in the bar said, Michael Strode used to visit the Jockey Club a lot. So we got some some we got a little uh, tidbit of information there. Um, Brian went to town hall. He's a he's a trainer. He's a trainer. You guys learned that he's jockey. a trainer. And the Louisville Jockey Cub is okay. AKA Churchill Downs in the future. Right, right. Old Churchill Downs, right. Brian went to um, I guess it was town hall or something where he was looking up uh, like addresses of of places, locations of places where um, supposedly murders have happened and he learned about some lady named Langenkamp who was recently murdered sort of in the southeast part of downtown Louisville Um, and then I headed to the library to get some information on maybe some weaponry that might have been used by the cultists that this curved sword and also anything about um, uh, like newspaper clippings recent any more information about recent uh, developments in the murders and uh, my research caught the attention of the librarian who called the cops, and then I was chased by police officers, but finally was scooped up by Yaps and Cuddy and headed back to uh, the chicken hut. I think you, something happened at the end with the chicken hut. Well, so 
you also recall you you didn't find out much information by reading the newspapers except what you already knew. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also you dug through some of Jackson's books, which were on loan yes. in the library, and found out about um, various global cults of the King in Yellow. The King in Yellow. That's right. I narrowed down those that yellow glow that we saw from the cultists down to the King in Yellow. Yep, I recall um, that. And then, yeah, at the end, you guys got back to Bucky Chuckets, and you had, you had, you sent Bucky. You paid him fifty dollars, four billion dollars in nineteen twenties money to <laughs> um, go to the uh, crime scene where Jackson was murdered and collect clues. And um, you went back to Bucky Chuckets to wait for him. When you arrived, oh, that's right. he was not there. And it was just Rocker running the chicken. <laughs> that's right. He's doing a damn good job, it, too. Yeah, he was killing He's it. crushing it. So our friend, right, nowhere to be seen. Yeah, so it's, you, and you guys had waited a while. So it's now like 11 or 12 at night. And you are, and you're at Bucky Chuckett's, Bucky Chuckett, nowhere to be found. And last last known location would have been the hotel. Back at the hotel. Because that's where he was headed. That's correct. Okay. As far as you know. I mean, that's where you told him to go when you gave him money. Right. Rucker. We had already asked Rucker if there was any sign of him. He said no. So I remember that. Yeah. Well, uh, what kind of what kind of car did uh, Chuck it drive? Bucket. What's his name? <laughs> Bucky, Bucky Chuck, Chuck it. Bucky, Bucky Chuck, Chuck. it. <laughs> You guys remember what kind of car Bucky drove? Uh, regular, regular car. <laughs> one of them. Well, it's that one with that. Gas. It was the one with the uh, parade float, parade chicken float on top. Of it, right? <laughs> like the wiener. It's like, yeah, it's like an old black, you know, nineteen uh, twenties car, but it's got like a paper mache bucket of chicken on top of it. Just a just a, a thigh <laughs> bone with some meat on it. And a Grubhub well, sticker in the front windshield. Well, shit. Uh, so I know about I know. you, but Bucky, Bucky's a friend of ours. He's helped us out. We should go look for him. Yeah, all right. So you all wanting to go now to the crime scene. But when I tried to go earlier, you said <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, now we got a friend in danger. Great point, Cuddy. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know that Bucky's in danger. Maybe we should um, call the police department and see if they have Bucky (laughs) in their custody. That that sounds like a worse idea (laughs) than just going to find him. Uh, um, Or we could take a drive by Carlisle's house just to see where it's at and uh, what the situation looks like there. Who's Carlisle again? Yeah, yeah, that guy. Carlisle is the uh, mysterious guy who's running this coal expedition that's disappeared mysteriously. Oh, right. Seems to be somehow related to everything that's going on. In my my, uh, trip to Town Hall, I learned where he lives. Uh, I also learned that he has a large investment in the local sanitarium. 
which might mm -hmm. be an alternative place that Bucky could be. That's not a bad idea, Cuddy. I think maybe take a little drive around town. Maybe we could just pass by the hotel, see if anything looks uh, interesting. I think you guys are east of town, so you could, like, drive past the hotel, drive down to his house, drive over to the sanitarium if you wanted to and stop off anywhere. I don't believe I said anything about going to the sanitarium. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Voice sure, in the sky. I'm sure that'll happen later. Well, somehow we'll end up there. Yeah, I, well, I, let's just let, yeah, let's get let's get going. Time's a wasting. Let's get to the let's go drive by the hotel, drive by the Carlisle house, um, and, and we'll just keep an eye out around the streets. Okay. Any sign of Bucky? Couldn't be too hard to find a big old chicken truck, especially in the middle of the night. All right, is that what you guys are doing? Yeah. Yeah. I'm yes, sir. So you hop in the backseat middle. You head into town. The city looks like uh, the way I described it when you first got here, but it's dark now. Uh, <laughs> Consider those corners cut. Yeah. So things are blue. Yeah. Um, you drive past a bunch of stores, and they were open during the daytime, and now they're closed. Um, okay. Fascinating. You get in the neighborhood of the Brown Hotel. You're, you're around there. What do you guys want to do? Uh, I'm going to look out. Look at, well, he was heading here, so if he is still here or is maybe it was taken, then his truck would still be here. So I'm going to drive around the, I'm going to direct Yaps to drive around the hotel and keep an eye out for that big old chicken car. Okay. Everybody give me a normal. Ah, no. You know what? Don't. It's dark Don't give out. Me a spot hidden. Um, it's pretty easy to see. You circle around the hotel, and uh, over near the side entrance where I think Yaps and Cuddy climbed up uh, when you guys first got here, it, the, the truck is there. Empty. The chicken truck, I should say. The chicken car. Well, shit, boys. So, it is there. Um... You could, if you wanted to, uh, give me a spot hidden too, because you guys are looking around kind of suspicious, like, right? Yeah, we're snooping. Uh, eighty-three regular pass. Thirty-eight. That's a fail. Thirty-seven. Check that. Thirty-seven is just a regular pass. Okay. So Joe, you ran it. You rolled an eighty-three, and that was a regular pass. Yeah, Joe I have eighty-five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a doctor. I'm a. I pay attention. You to wear glasses, dog. <laughs> Just so that I can <laughs> see better. That's his literally vision. what they're for. <laughs> all right. I mean, all right. I guess that makes sense. I'll right. allow it. Kirk's about to get jumped by team glasses here. <laughs> um. <laughs> the funny thing is, I all also three of you wear actually glasses. wear glasses. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um. So what you notice when you're circling around the hotel is that you you don't notice anything, anything untoward. <laughs> um, by which I mean, you don't see any cop cars. Um, if you look, I mean, you didn't you didn't roll like extreme successes, so it's not like you're uh, like high resolution telescoping into windows and stuff. As far as you can tell. Um, just like normal people, it's a hotel, so there's people milling around, people who've gone out to 
Uh, definitely not bars because it's prohibition. Um, but, uh, you know, there's people around, but you don't see, like, cops. Um, there's not, like, tape on the door, like, crime scene tape on the door or anything. Um, it looks like a pretty normal night at a hotel, as if things have kind of gone back to normal. As far as you see. I'm going to defer <laughs> okay, to so- Cuddy here. Cuddy, do you think we should? somebody should try and make a run to the room, see what we can find? I mean, this was Slice's idea, so... <laughs> All right, I'll do, I'll do it. I ain't, I ain't scared. I, I mean, I'll do it, but I tried to... I wanted to do it, you know, 10 hours ago before Bucky's did. I, yeah, I just want to say um, that I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can, can I we, see that? Is the fire escape still available? Uh, yeah. It's not closed down or anything? All right. Yeah, well, it's like an old-timey fire escape that's like not burglar proof you know so yeah you can just go well, i don't want to be recognized by any of the hotel clientele that may have seen us before so i'll take the fire escape all right uh, if i'm not back in 10 minutes come get me just wait longer 15 all right I, i'm gonna go to the uh, i'm gonna go to the hotel bar see if anybody's chatting up about a chicken guy that disappeared He's actually wearing. He was wearing the Bucky Chucket. The Bucky Chucket Chicken Hut hat is just like a fez, but it's a fucking chicken. <laughs> Very inconspicuous. <laughs> All right. Come to think of it, boys, I think we sent the wrong guy on this mission. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm out a lot of money. <laughs> All right, I'm head up fire escape. Same room. Okay. So are you, are we splitting up? Cuddy, what are you doing? I am going to go in the hotel with Yaps. Um, but I, I think I'm going to make my way to the floor that Jackson Elias's room was on and just scope out like the hallway and look for anything unusual okay. there. Very random question. Um, two, actually. One... Were there like building fire alarms, like some like a like pull a fire alarm back in the twenties? I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I bet you know what. Here's what I'm gonna say. Just spitball in here. There's bells, like on the floor. There's like a bell you can ring that's really loud, and you can yell fire, and it'll get people's attention. Okay. Um, boys, if anything comes up, I'm going to use the bell. The classic fire bell that we definitely all knew about. <laughs> so listen for the bell. Okay, good luck. All right. <laughs> you got it. So who is, who's, who, who's going first? I went first last time. I'll go last. All right, I'll do the fire escape because I went last last time. Guess I'm in the middle. So I'm... Um, Wait, Slicer's, Slicer's going up the uh, Slicer's going up fire the escape. Okay. Slicer, you go up the fire escape. Uh, you go up four flights of stairs because this is on the fourth floor of the hotel. You mm-hmm. reach the room. What do you do? What okay. are you doing? So I'm peeking. I'm looking through the outside window just to, just to scope out the place first. Okay, so you look into uh, the window that you can see in, and that is like the that is the window that would have been out of the room that you guys fought in earlier. 
So you're looking into the room where um, Jackson got killed, and yep. um, you know you guys ran into the fire escape, or Kirk did, Yaps did. So yep. you don't see anyone in that room. Uh, there is a door back. It's like a suite. So there's another room um, you cannot see in that room. When you look into the main room, there is um, a lamp, like a desk lamp, on Jackson's old desk, which is turned on, which somewhat illuminates the room, not very brightly. Um, To the extent there are any overhead lights, those are not on. Um, You can't really see any further than that room, like I said. Uh, You don't see anything. You don't see any cops. But you don't see anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to go over and like jiggle the door handle, yeah, I probably would. If I don't see anybody, yeah, it's open. It's open. It's open. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Mm-hmm. All right, no signs of activity. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm gonna step inside. Sure. Um, so you go inside. Um, yaps or not? Yaps. Sorry. Excuse me. Cutting, and you're out in the hallway right now. Yes. Um, so, are you doing anything out in the hallway? If is the hallway clear? The hallway is empty. I'm gonna go to Jackson Elias's door and see if it's unlocked. If I can. So here's it. what you notice when you go to the door. Um, it it actually does still have crime scene tape on it, which is like across the door frame. And if you look closely at it, you can see that it's it forms a seal over the door and it has not been broken so the door is shut um it's it's locked if you were to jiggle the handle and um yeah there's police tape over it which which is intact and it's what it's what time it's late it's like midnight uh i'm gonna attempt to pick the lock okay to enter the room give me uh whatever that is Dear God, it's a 96. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> I'm actually good at lockpicking. That's the worst part. Uh, yeah, so... Y- Foxsmith. <laughs> One. You no, act- I'm 51. Let's see what happens. Um, <laughs> you, um... Is that I- a critical failure? I Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. So what, what happens... You're at it for a little minute because you're really having a hard time. In fact, you got like a pocket full of like um, all the little armatures that they use and you you snap a few of them off and you're sitting there like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Um, And you actually hear someone go, someone out there Um, in just a random room down the hallway. Um, and you realize, yikes, that guy might be about to come out here. In the meantime, Slicer, who has walked into the unlocked fire escape door, um, you can hear the lock jingling from outside. And I knew Brian was coming. Yeah. Or Cuddy was coming. Okay. Uh, when the person down the, the hall says, if anybody's out there, I just go, room service. <laughs> That'll, that'll buy time. Good idea. I run to the door and look out the eye peeper hole that all hotels have. I see it's Cuddy, and I unlock the door and open it in. Okay. Open it. You escape. He looks frantic, so I'm like, get inside. Come on. 
<laughs> you, get, you get in with moments to spare before a guy walks out and goes, hey, what's going on out here? Um, Where's my chicken pot pie? All right. Where's that so, chocolate chicken? So you guys are in the the main room of the of the hotel room. What are you doing? Okay. Uh, I'm. So we we Is were the in map the map on the wall. I guess right. That's what we sent Bucky there for. Yeah. It looks it looks like the the police have riffled around a little bit and probably even taken some stuff. But um, the map is still on the wall. And there is still, um, like, notes and shit all over the place. Like, um, in the main, there's still, like, potentially heaps of information in this area. Um, but, and the map is still on the wall. Yes. Um, okay. Well, we're going to take a better look at the wall. I know we have all the information that we need from the map, I believe, from what we learned. I'm going to take a look at the wall anyway. Are, yeah. are, are Jackson's, like, papers still out? Like, does it look like the crime scene has been left? You might have said this already. Sort of, like, untouched? I did. I did say yeah. this already. Um, I said okay. I said it looks like yeah, the police sorry. riffled around and uh, maybe took some stuff or uh, moved some stuff around. But in the main, there's yeah. still, like, a bunch of stuff lying around. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I um, think you, we have gotten some information, um, approximately speaking, Um I don't think that we we haven't shown that map on Twitch. No, I can do that. All right, I was looking up uh, my clairvoyant skill because I realize I haven't used that in a while. So I guess I, what Cuddy is going to be doing is look like searching through books for like notes. If there's any books laying around, looking for like loose floorboards. Uh, I guess more obscure places where Jackson might have hidden stuff that if somebody were to enter his room and go through it might not be immediately uh, be able to find. Okay. Um, Let me think about how I want to do that. I guess give me a um, give me a spot hidden. That's a fail. 41. Well, I'm going to look around as well if I'm done looking at the map, and I can. Okay. I mean, we're both scoping out the room, right? See, both that and uh, signs of Bucky. Maybe he... I don't know. I don't know what signs we would see. Does it smell like chicken? Although it sounds like like if Buck... If the police left... And the seal was still on the door. Maybe Bucky never made it to the room. Unless he came up the way you came up. Unless he came up the fire escape. Does the yeah, room smell like possible. fried chicken? Right. That's the, the... Just the faintest, faintest bit. It does. Was Jackson it's, a fried chicken eater? It's the secret eighth herb. Interesting. Who isn't a fried chicken eater? <laughs> but he certainly, <laughs> certainly wasn't eating fried chicken right before he got murdered. Um, I rolled a zero zero one on my spot hit and That's check. pretty good. Wow! That's pretty good. <laughs> he it's sees the, the ghost of Bucky Chuckett. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, we have a Jedi hologram of Bucky Chuckett that's just going to tell him everything. J- Jackson comes back to life and tells you the solution to the campaign. Um, okay, so so you're, you're like going around this desk and looking at stuff, right? Is, would, that be, would that be descriptive of what you're doing or, or what, like... If you were picking a part of the room to look at, what are you doing? 
Um, good question. I guess I would probably. Oh man, that's that's a good question because I don't know if I would want to look at like Jackson's reports or maybe looking for something the cultists may have left behind. I guess I would be looking at the like the main desk, like where he was doing most of his work. Okay, so you look at. The bulletin board with the Pepe Silvia yarns and stuff. Um, It's got that map of Louisville with the X's on it. It also has a map of the United States, which I didn't make, uh, which has markers on uh, Louisville. It has markers on Chicago and New Orleans. Hmm. And um, southeast of Louisville, in the region of the Appalachian Mountains, uh, there's just like a big circle with a bunch of question marks in it. Um, as if this was something that he was he was looking for something there. If you look to the right of the maps, there are a bunch of articles, uh, newspaper clippings and things like that, about um, Carlisle, uh, this guy who you've been hearing about, uh, who's running this Carlisle coal expedition that has disappeared uh, in the mountains. Um, and you see articles about how he is this uh, playboy. Uh, he's extremely rich. He has made lots of speculative investments in various crazy schemes worldwide, uh, but they always tend to pay off. Um, he is a really uh, rich guy who's got his fingers in all sorts of different stuff, uh, like a 1920s Bezos, Musk, you know, whoever type of guy. Um, you see a little bit about his holdings in Chicago and in New Orleans. Um, there are a couple newspaper clippings with, uh, circling of, uh, little bits about stuff he's up to in those two cities. You see that he has, uh, significant holdings in the Chicago stockyards. Uh, the Chicago stockyards are a famous, uh, pig butchery from the early uh, late 1800 early 1900 uh, Chicago the book uh, The Jungle by Upton St. Clair was about the Chicago stockyards it is like in some ways the first example of true industrial scale agriculture um, and that was one of the things that Chicago as a city was known for uh, back then was that it's it's like the the bread basket of, of meat Uh, distribution in the country or one of them Um, and so you see that he has holdings in those stockyards Um, he also has holdings in uh, shipping and industrial canal construction in New Orleans something that was going on in the 1920s in New Orleans as they were building a canal uh, between Lake Pontchartrain if you're familiar with the um, geography of New Orleans that's the big lake north of the city Um, It's what flooded during Katrina. Um, They built a huge canal from that lake out to uh, the Gulf of Mexico for a shipping canal. And uh, you can see that he has made investments in that. Um, Next to those, I'm giving you a lot of information because you had a really good role. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. you are uh, synthesizing a lot of information very quickly. You see that over the Chicago clippings and over the New Orleans clippings, there are two almost like header strips of paper which he has written on. And above the uh, 
Chicago clippings, there's a heading that says Order of the Fetid Sow. Okay. And over the New Orleans clippings, you see a heading that says Symphony of the Swamp Angels. Symphony of the Swamp Angels. I'm actually taking notes now. Okay. Um, And then finally... Let the record show, I am not. (laughs) Shocked. Uh, finally, what uh, the the big part of all the newspaper clippings you see around are um, about this Carlisle coal mining expedition, which was a really big deal when it happened because it's a like I said, this very rich guy, man about town, everybody knows of him, um, and he was doing this big fancy expedition. He said he was he was going to do mining in deep Appalachia. He was going to turn up untold riches. And he set off with a huge party. And uh, no one ever heard from him again. Uh, So, you know, imagine Jeff Bezos said he had a huge new company in Antarctica. And he went out to Antarctica and then he just dropped off the face of the earth. That is the significance of this event. Hmm. Um, You see articles by his wife or uh, interviewing his wife, I should say, uh, whose name is Belinda, we'll say. (laughs) Belinda Carlisle. Um, And there's a piece of yarn going from that article up to um, a picture of a tree. Uh, And Jackson has a handwritten note above it that says, uh, which tree? Question mark? Which W I T C H? Yeah, which tree? Um, hmm. So that wow. is that's all that A puzzle. Okay, and then finally, two two final things. You see a lot of scribblings over uh, the map of Louisville. There's not much new information there, except that you can tell that. Uh, Jackson was looking for something that was going to be happening in Louisville. And he has marked a date on the calendar that is, let's say, four days from now. Um, As if there was an event coming up in a few days um, and he was trying to figure something out about it. Um, And that is what all of these little marks on the map of Louisville are. So the, okay, so there's no, like, this location in four days. It's just a, a date and random marks all over the map. Random marks, but they're marked. They're marked. You yeah. see a mark yeah. where Michael Strode was killed, mark where Nancy Langekamp was killed. Uh, yeah. You see that uh, the jockey club is circled. There's a sanitarium arrow pointing uh, to where Waverly Hills is. And, and there's a question mark in Central Park. Right. There's a question mark there. Um, If you were to have been one of the people who found out where Carlisle lives, um, that is in the neighborhood of where he lives, um, is that question mark. Okay. Finally, from the next room, you hear... (laughs) Bucky! Uh, All right. Cuddy, I got some good information from this here map. Uh, why don't you go check out that sound while, uh, while I uh, analyze this? All right. 
<laughs> I guess I'm gonna go out on the fire escape. Can I re- go over to in the direction? The room's of, connected. Are the I would assume not. You I'm can. Assuming you not. can. You can go out and look. I would. Oh. I would like to go out and take a peek in the window of the, the room the sound came from. The curtains to that bedroom are drawn. If you look in the crack um, of the of the curtains, you can see uh, a man about Bucky Chuckett's build. Uh, he looks like he's gagged, but you can't see much other than that. It's just the tiniest sliver of uh, separation between the curtains that lets you look in. Slasa. Uh, I believe... Somebody is being held captive in the room next door, and it might be Bucky Chuckett, but I can't get much of a, a view into the room. And from... uh, let me be let me be clear on something. The when I say the next room, I don't mean the next hotel room. I mean uh, okay. this How is many a, ro- this is a suite. It's a good, an you're, adjoined room. It's, yeah, it is. Mm. You, this is like the bedroom of the suite that you're hearing this from. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll go open the door to the other bedroom. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, you you are able to do that. The door opens. You walk in, and you see, as you had suspected, uh, Bucky Chuckets. Bucky Chuckets is tied to a chair, and he is gagged, and he looks very scared. And as you walk into your room, your eyes are drawn to him, and you see that he is looking to his left, your right with some, like, franticness. He's like... Blaster's just behind Cuddy, like, check it out, Cuddy! <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, so, so the room is... He's it's to my just right? A, it's just a square just room. A, he's right, right in front of you, and he's looking off into the other corner But the, of the door... Room. So, like, where, the way he's pointing is the way the door opened. So, like, almost like there's, he's implying there's somebody or something behind the door. No, he's no. point like the the corner opposite the door. He's looking over there. And he's kind of okay. I guess I will turn and look and see what's in the <laughs> corner that he's okay. I'm very wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Slicer pulls out his hatchet. Reveal yourself. Okay, when you look in the corner from out of the shadow of the corner. Out steps a humbly dressed, uh, middle-aged black woman who looks very nervous. And in her shaking hand, you see a small uh, 38 revolver, a pistol, which she is pointing at you. And she says, I knew you'd be back. I knew you men would be back. And as soon as she starts talking, I just I, I just faint. Fall to the floor. <laughs> Acting. <laughs> you you actually faint or you pretend to I faint? I pretend to faint. I, I'm acting. Okay. Uh, that does catch her by surprise. Uh, she remains where she is and she starts like she's pointing the gun up at Slicer and then down at uh, down at you on the ground. She's like, no funny business now. No funny business now. I knew you'd be back. 
you killed this man and you framed my husband and I knew you'd be back. Oh, oh Slicer uh, like catches d- down to Cuddy, seeing the, the ruse that he's trying to... Uh, oh, gosh, God, my friend. Oh, I'm so sorry, miss. He gets... He gets so nervous and his blood rushes to his head. See, I'm a doctor. Um, and by no means did we kill this man. Jackson was our friend. I, we tried to revive him. Like I said, I am a doctor. I was here in his final, final moments. Um, but it was not us. Okay. <laughs> she's like, she's like, listen, I, I, don't, I don't know what funny business you're trying to pull down there, but I know. I know they caught you in this room. You were standing over that body with a knife in your hand and a hatchet in yours. They told me all about it. And then they went downstairs and they arrested my husband. And they said he did it because he had a switchblade knife in his pocket. And now you are going to go down to that police station and you are going to confess your crimes. Ma'am, ma'am, we have been to that police station. (laughs) We were subsequently arrested for the murder of the man in this uh, hotel room, our friend. And we were taken down there, and we both know, me and you and this fainted man under bum feet, that he did not do this, but neither did we. You've got to believe us. If he didn't we do it... We mean you no harm. If you didn't do it, then who did? I pop, I pop my head up. Slice, I don't think she's talking about Jackson Elias. Well, she said, she said the murder of the man in this room. Ma'am, I know your husband. Uh, we passed him as they were bringing him into the police <laughs> station. I believe. Um, they they told me you you almost killed a police officer on the way out of the station. Abso- absolutely not. I, we would never. Do you think that people like us could kill a police officer? Let alone, I mean, that just I'm doesn't make so any sense. I'm so glad I'm not in the room right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, she, said, she said, I don't know what people like you are capable of. <laughs> now listen, ma'am. Why... Do you think we would return to the scene of the crime that we committed ourselves? Well, I read those I read those papers over there. I saw you looking at them. And uh I know I know Mr. Elias was investigating something that goes straight to the top of this city. And I know he's got he made enemies. And there is there is information in here that those enemies needed. And that's why you killed him and that's why you came back. Can, can I do a uh, spot hidden on uh, the gun she is holding? She's very nervous. It's not hidden, dog. It's uh, in your face. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, just, I'm doing like a... It's a gun. I'm doing like a perception <laughs> check. I want to look to see if she's nervous about holding the gun. Chances are That's, she took you, it from someone. And I want to see if the safety's on or if it's clearly not loaded or something like that. I'm just going to take a look. I, I'm, a, I'm a doctor. I look at detail. Maybe with a luck roll. Uh, 13. Jeez. Which is a, an extreme success. Okay. She's definitely nervous to be holding it. You didn't need a spot hidden check for that. Like I said, she is shaking. Uh, like if she shot right now, where would this bullet go? You have no idea because it's it, she is almost quivering with, uh, with nervousness. Uh... Do you notice anything strange about the gun? I want to see if it's safety's on, if it's unlo- it's not loaded. Something that would be like, we're not in danger of getting shot. We can use that to our advantage. You can't tell if there are any bullets in the chamber. Um, yeah. It's not cocked. It's not cocked. Yeah. Okay. It's an old-timey pistol. Well, I don't know. When did they invent 
Cox. Yeah. What's that? What's that called? Single action, double action. When did it, when did they invent double action revolver? The hammer. Well, there was always there's a single action, which is you have to cock shoot, cock shoot, and then there's double action when you can. Uh, the Colt Model 1889, <laughs> first truly modern double action revolver from 1889. So the pistol is not cocked. You cannot tell if this is the type of pistol that needs to be cocked in order to fire. A double it's action revolver, you can exciting. cock it by pulling the trigger. It's not Ma- Ma'am, we, we had nothing to do with your husband's arrest. Um, why don't you just lower the gun, let's calm down, and uh, try and figure out a way where everybody can can get be happy with uh, the situation as it plays out. There's no, no reason to be pointing guns at people, putting people in danger, when none of us are the ones that... Uh, did anything to your husband? Give me a, give me a um, charm. Charm, persuasion. That's definitely persuade? a charm. <laughs> Wait, do you have a? Oh yeah, sure, 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 sure. You got a little bit better oh, persuade. Nice. That's fine too. I, I got some bad news. As good as Joe ro- is rolling, I am rolling as bad. It's a ninety-seven. <laughs> a ninety-seven. <laughs> as she shoots you in the I'm face. I'm getting shot. She stopped shaking for a second. You strengthen her resolve, and she's like, "Did you tell him to drop his weapon?" And she 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 motions out towards the living room. Did you tell him to drop his weapon before you did him in. Jackson was our friend, ma'am. We are investigating the series of murders that are happening in this town. One of which happened in the hotel room next to us. That's why we were here, and that's why this man here that you have tied up was here as well we were busy in the slammer for this false accusation so he was doing the investigating for us we are all friends here and we know your your husband or son or whoever that (laughs) man was (laughs) is innocent so she says i know all about these murders they put them on him too he's gonna go to the electric chair if y'all don't do something about it that's why we're going down to the police station right now so you can confess your crime. Cuddy, say, how did he get caught? We freed him from arrest and let him go. He remember he no, sat he decided down. To stay. I know, remember? but like but like he sat down, but you could say that as if we didn't know that he sat down. <laughs> She's not gonna believe me. Well and not anymore point, after that ninety seven, I guess. At this point I'm done talking, uh I'm done trying to like it's, it, I'm good. <laughs> Slicer, what are you up to? <laughs> Uh, I'm, I am going to say, ma'am, I promise you, we will get your son out of this. Is it his, his son, right? Husband. Son? Husband. Husband. Okay. Husband. How many times husband. do I have to say it's my husband? <laughs> Listen, I promise you, we will get your husband out of this. But we will not confess to a crime we did not commit, just like your husband would not confess to a crime that he did not commit. We will get through this. We will clear all of our names, but we can do that together. I start rolling around on the ground. How do you get shot in the face? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I I free Dan. Let Dan slip around. The rattlesnake. Dan is Gernood. You're gonna sick your rattlesnake. No, on her. <laughs> no, no. I'm just gonna just gonna let him uh, let her free, and maybe this lady's afraid of snakes. Okay. All right. Uh, she's thinking about what Slicer said. I hope she doesn't shoot Dan. 
and she st- she starts to she she's kind of thinking about it and she's like she's like what do, what do you mean we can figure it out together and while she's saying that dan is kind of slinking underneath you're you're now you've rolled to like the side of jackson the other side of jackson's bed from her um and dan is uh dan is underneath the bed slithering towards her Ma'am, our investigation our investigation is going to lead us to the culprits of these heinous crimes it may (laughs) it may take some time but we will get to the bottom of this but what we don't need is guns pointed at our face and falsely being accused of crimes just like your husband we have already broken out of jail once that was she says that was a mission they were gonna let you go, by the way. Breaking out of jail a second time <laughs> sounds like an impossible <laughs> mission. Uh, you ever heard of Mission Impossible? <laughs> Get out of here. So so while you guys are talking to her, Dan has Dan has reached the other side of the bed, and um he's really just checking out the room. He's not being hostile. She looks down and she is afraid of snakes. And she she loses her shit for a second. And she she doesn't shoot, but she like jumps up in the air. Gun is not is now pointed like at the ceiling and starts like dancing around to the other side of the room. She does it so fast she doesn't even realize she's like basically running away from Dan directly towards you guys. I take that moment and I dive toward her to try <laughs> to get that gun out of her hand. Give me a uh, give me a uh, whatever that would be a brawl. Yeah, a give, brawl? Give me a brawl. Why are you fighting this old uh, lady, dude? I'm right. Where's Brawl? Fighting. Parenthesis, Brawl. Oh, I'm not too bad at that. Okay. I forget we can use luck to pass things if we uh, get close. Okay, I have to beat a 56 versus a success. 60. I'm going to use four points of luck. Okay, that gives you a success. Uh, She failed her check. She's not very strong. She's a small woman. Um... And so you do, you do manage to wrest the gun out of her hands. Okay. Uh, uh, so I'm going to grab the gun. I'm going to toss it behind me, like out into the other room and stand in between her. I was like, ma'am, I'm not here to hurt you. I think you, I think you still have your, I believe you said you drew your hatchet before yeah. you came into the room. So you, as you're saying that, you're like, no, uh, and you're with your hatchet. And she's like, please That's don't so... kill me. Please don't kill me like you killed that other man. Okay. <laughs> I set it down. I set it down. Ma'am, if we truly committed this crime, you would be dead a long time ago. No witnesses, right? <laughs> but he's, here he's you are, still alive. Blood. When you when you sent your little errand boy here, I knew y'all were cold blooded. <laughs> cold blooded. Li- literally keeping you alive. <laughs> okay, she says, okay, okay, okay. Let's say I believe you. What are you yes. gonna do to bring these men to justice? Who even are these men? Well, ma'am, <laughs> the uh clues that have led us so far. You wouldn't believe us if we told you. Read, read everything I told you yeah. 15 minutes ago yeah. back to yes. her. Yes. <laughs> I, I, sh- I say, walk with me, and I show her the board. <laughs> um, okay. So what are you proposing happens now? When he her? walks her into the other room, I, I pick up Dan and start loosening Bucky's gag. 
Okay. And freeing I'm, him. Yeah. And I'm going to say to her, I think, uh, what did I, I did the Mickey Mouse voice for Bucky. Bucky's like, thanks guys. Thanks for saving me. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say, think you were going to come. <laughs> oh, <laughs> ma'am. Um, if ma'am, we left your husband down at the station. He chose to stay there. He may still be there. Uh, if you go to the station, speak with him, ask him what he thinks of us. Um, I already talked to him. I know what he thinks of y'all. He thinks you framed him for murder. Well, that's bullshit. <laughs> Would you like to join the party wait, as wait, wait, the wait, curious wait. NPC on the side? If if she thinks we framed him for murder, why would we have let him go? Why would we have like freed him from police custody on our way out? Lies! That's a good question, which no one in the room has currently asked. Ma'am, if... <laughs> if if he thinks that we did the murder, if he thinks we framed him for murder, then why would we let him go out of police custody to free him? She says, well, I guess that's a good question. <laughs> but I don't trust none of you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, what guns up. Guns what back. The, what the type of sick man who would do this. I don't know what they would think. I don't know what goes through their heads, but maybe you're making a little bit of sense. Ma'am. Write down your number, and here's... I'm poor, and it's the 1920s. <laughs> and here's five uh, Do not have a telephone. Amazing. <laughs> okay, write down your address. Here's five bucks. Go get yourself a drink. Calm down. Five? You're giving her Once, five if bucks? We, if we find it, yes. You, get, you give her a mortgage payment. Is this, yeah. is this hush money? You can't buy my <laughs> no, 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 no. This is for a drink. This is for you. You've clearly had a hell of a day. You deserve a drink. Go get a drink. Give me your address and we'll stop by um, if we find anything of note to clear your husband's name. Well, listen, I, I, I've been looking into these murders. And I'm not saying y'all didn't commit them, but if you're investigating, I might know a thing or two you need to know. Well, yes, please do share. Well, see, I went and walked around those two houses. I didn't see anything around Mr. Schrode's house. That was a strange one. You don't see a man rich like that turn up dead too often. But I went over to Nancy's house. That young girl, nobody'd ever heard of her. Same type of strange murder. I see people coming and going from her house all the time. In the middle of the night. All hours of the night. Something very strange is happening there. That's still happening now, to this day? I don't know. I'm here, not there. But it was recently. (laughs) (laughs) Fair, fair. Well, that's a great lead, ma'am. You have been quite the help. The other thing is, people people get to talking. It's not just these these murders happening around us. There's all kinds of strange things happening. Right about Central Park, where all the rich folk live. And they say, there's a tree in the middle of Central Park. Strange tree. Big, gnarled, hideous old oak tree they call it the witch tree they say that some time ago some witches were caught 
and they were executed on that spot, hung from that tree, cut down and bled while they were hanging. And that blood fed that tree and caused it to become something foul, and they say there's still strange, peculiar activities going around, going on around there to this day. I don't know if that has anything to do with this, but it's awful. It's an awful coincidence. You know, our friend Jackson had also investigated this tree. He had some notes about it, so there may be some connection indeed. I'm going to shake her hand. She uh, She's still narrowing her eyes at you, but she shakes, she shakes her hand. Ma'am, I promise you we're going to get to the bottom of this. You have my word. As a doctor. Come find me. And she does she does give you her address. Um and she says, if you if you come looking for me in some kind of nasty way, if you come looking for me to kill me, just know I'll be ready. Uh I'm going to <clears throat> lead her out the door. Um As you're leading her, she scoops her gun up off the ground. No, damn, she, I wanted a gun. <laughs> she puts it in her pocket. She's like, I'm sorry, that's the most expensive thing I own. Mm, damn. Oh, no, of course. I, was, <laughs> I have no $5. intention of taking that at all. <laughs> that's right. She can buy a whole house with that $5. Toodles. <laughs> Toodles, miss. Um, all right, so you just kind of send her away? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Before she leaves, I give her uh, a, a Bucky Chuck Chicken voucher. <laughs> Free for chicken her, for, for her a trouble. Year. <laughs> yeah, she takes it. She takes it. You said you give her some chicken or you give her like a coupon? A voucher. A, coupon. a voucher. Yeah, cool. Yeah, she takes it. He's Bucky's like, oh, like what been, the hell? I've been meaning to try this place. <laughs> um, All right. So you guys are kind of milling around the room. She's out in the hallway. Not. She's not too sure what she's doing. Yaps, what are you up to right now? I mean, I, 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 ain't heard, I ain't heard nothing. <laughs> This hotel bar has nothing going on. I'm just sitting here. I'm yucking it up with people. No, no real sense of RP. It sounds like we got good information up top, and nothing sussy went down that would have caused some sort of panic that I've learned from at the bar. So, uh, you know, just s- spending a yarn with the locals. That's about it. All right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> what do you? What do you? Uh, what uh what's 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 the plan right now? What do you guys want to do right now as a group? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick apart uh Jackson's map. Um just the various articles, the things about the New Orleans, the Chicago stockyards, the names of the cult groups, which I assume that's what those are, or something. The tree, just a, a whole wad of uh all the things that were sort of connected. Okay. And um it's well, Bucky, Cuddy, let's get going. Back down the fire escape. <clears throat> okay. Nothing else to see here. I rolled the best possible thing I could roll. Okay. Uh, you go down the fire escape. Uh, you're back at the car. Yaps is still in the hotel. Hanging out. Uh, 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 <laughs> had a lot of a lot of drinks and not too sure what's going on. So let me just uh, wander around here. We go meander out. And, uh, it is it is prohibition, so you have had a lot of Coca Colas. <laughs> <laughs> Literally all of the Coca Colas. Um, okay, um, I've I'm ripped on Coca Cola, the original recipe, Coca Cola, 
and uh, I, I meander my way out, and I see, oh, you guys are in a car. Why didn't you come <laughs> grab me? And I just kind of hop in, maybe a little little worse for wear. Uh, <laughs> do, you, do you guys go upstairs yet? Yeah. <laughs> so, did you guys, uh, did you guys see anything or? Well, yes, sir. We found uh, a lot of information. Bucky here was held up by a wonderful black woman um, po- who pointed a gun at us. We escaped that travesty uh, very with much finesse uh, in a speech. And um, yeah, we we have some work to do, my friend. Cuddy and I explore Jackson's board and. There's information about that spans the country about these Carlisle and cultists. But first, oh, by the we need to while you're in the middle of you talking, she strolls up to you real quick, um, as if she she <laughs> forgot to tell you something, and she says, "By the way, my name's Millie. My husband's name's Hilton." And then she walks away. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> <laughs> who was that? Ah, uh, Millie. <laughs> What a, what a nice lady. Is, is that the lady that held you all up? Yeah, and you know, her husband she is 11 was the pounds. guy that you freed. How did that happen? <laughs> well, she got a, she had a gun in her hand there, yaps, and neither of us are packing. But her husband was the one you freed in prison she, back If there. she fired the gun, her shoulder would have blown off. What are you? What is the concern here, boys? <laughs> well, our head would have been with it. Oh. Okay. 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 <laughs> Back to the chicken hut. Cutty. I'm hungry. Ways I see it. Ways I see it. Well, we're already in town. We got some investigating to do yet, and I think under the cover of night, it is the perfect opportunity. Well, then I. We got a weird tree in Central Park. Love trees. And we got some some strange goings on over at the, the, the Langen Camp place. Sounds spooky. I'm in. I also need a little hair of the dog to bring me back even, if you know what I'm saying. You need some more coke? Yes. I <laughs> uh, got some coffee beans. <laughs> Begrudgingly, Yaps takes some coffee beans and starts chomping on them. You're feeling great. It's you're like when you were like 12 years old and at like a Halo party, and you would drink a bunch of Mountain Dews, <laughs> a land party, and like pretend you were drunk, but you were actually just like drinking a bunch of sugar. That's how you feel right now. What are Did you, you talking about, Tins? <laughs> like, you never you never like that was like that was like the kid experience before you start drinking in high school you drink a bunch of cokes and you feel like super hyped up and play like halo on xboxes no oh yeah okay dude okay <laughs> i totally understand what you're saying joe knows what i'm talking about yeah i, I'll, I trust you okay. i, yeah, I believe you <laughs> that doesn't sound like something you just make up to fake admit right. on a <laughs> On a podcast. So. Girl, <laughs> Kirk's like, I had girlfriends in high school, so I don't know that experience. Loser. <laughs> um, all right. So what do you what so you guys yeah, what are you doing? Um, let's see. Based off the map, I think it makes sense for us to head down to Central Park first and then cut east to the Langan Camp House if we're gonna explore those two avenues. Okay. Okay. Or we could go to Carlisle's house. We know Carlisle isn't there. It's in the same area as that tree. You don't right. know Central Park, rich, rich neighborhood. Yeah. But yeah. Which tree? Like which? Like which? Middle of the night. 
like maybe we should check it out that the, the other places out during the daytime first. Well, the the Langenkamp place, Millie said specifically people were going in and out all hours of the night. I thought I, she did right all hours of the night. So that's what we should go while that activity's happening. Maybe should we? Uh, oh, only not. if you want to investigate it. Me. <laughs> I mean, that's when activity's happening, and who maybe it's just a just normal old house during the day. We could do both. We could, you know, we got four days until this big event, whatever it is. Oh, that's something else we learned. Yep, something big's happening in four days. Oh, we can go tonight. We can go tomorrow. Four days. All we gotta do is drive by the place. Yaps is wide awake, by the way. I don't know, you guys might be feeling a little sleepy from, uh, you know, being in the middle of the night. Yaps is wide awake. <laughs> I'm feeling the movement right now. <laughs> okay, let's go. Let's let's go down to Central Park first, or go down to the Carlisle House first. We'll see what happens. This is Joe, your Slicer. Welcome into episode 12 of Meet in the Tavern Presents Noir. We hope you're enjoying this Call of Cthulhu campaign. Thanks for sticking with us during these busy months of ours. But we're back uh, and we're recording a new episode on Twitch tonight, um, April 27th, twitch.tv slash YMIA Tavern. So come join us. I want to give a special shout out here to our patrons, those that continue to support our show. Um, you can go on to patreon.com slash YMIA Tavern to donate. Yeah, Andre K, Cheyenne Winchester, Darth Nate, Rockinards Woodshop, Ursula Bertea, 8-Bit Wizard, Brandon, Silent Elf, 0242, Jordan, Christopher Huey, Chubbles, Colin Kramer, Colton Strickland, Craig Spaulding, Dylan Big Horse, It's the Real, John Tugas, Caitlin Harvey, Kieran Drapiad, Long Live Durf, Mindy Licious, Monkey Lovin' Gamer, Raver E. Alice, Riley, Sam J. O. Melton, Super Average Jason, The Stone Druid, Tony A. Cold 07, Zen Zeba, thank you all so, so much. And Holly, Holly Roxana, sorry. Uh, thank you all so, so much for your um, good tra- contributions to the show. Those are our Cthulhu $10 or more a month patrons. Um, and thank you to all our listeners who continue, obviously, to support us through this adventure. Um, all right, enjoy the rest of the show, and we'll see you next time. Peace out. to the neighborhood um this is a neighborhood which would eventually become old louisville um if you're familiar with louisville kentucky a big kind of stately old like classic southern houses a very pretty part of town old houses um it's where the crane house is if you ever went on a field trip to learn about japanese culture in grade school um probably the crane house was not there in 1920 the houses are big. It's dark. It's nighttime. You know, there's uh, there's some illumination. It's the city. Um, there's a few cars driving around. Um, you can hear people around, but not too many people. Um, what what exactly are you doing in this neighborhood? Like, what are you, what are you looking for, or where specifically are you going? 
I would like to go to the Carlisle house and see if there's any lights on, if there's any activity, if there's any, um, like, security around the premises. Like, would it be possible to break into Carlisle's house? Okay. You go there. You know, you found out when you went to City Hall where this place is. Um, so you guys are reasonably familiar with the layout of the city. Um, you've got that map and whatnot. So... Uh, you're able to find your way over there pretty easily. Um, and what you find is uh, a large, very large, three-story uh, brick house with uh, balconies on the second and third floor. And there is a... Uh, to your perhaps not surprise at this point, there's a massive gnarled oak tree right in front of the house. Um, and if you, Joe, there is a witch tree handout in the drive if you want to put it up. This is a real place, by the way. You I can do. go there. Is it? Yeah. Interesting. So you look in the house, the lights are on. Um, and you actually, if you kind of look in the windows, you can see, um, that there's, there's people in the house. Um, it's not clear if there's like a party going on, but there are people in there. Um, you may recall, um, Slicer, that you had found, uh, one of the clippings in Jackson's, uh, room was an interview with Carlisle's wife, Belinda. Uh, mm-hmm. there, there was a picture of her attached, and you can see, uh, this is like a big window that you can see in, um, and uh, she's she's one of the people in there. Are so. these real people, mm-hmm. or cardboard cutouts attached to strings and trains? Jingle bell they rock. Are, <laughs> they're walking around, they're talking, they got drinks in their hands. Um, and everybody give me a spot hit. Nice. 19. 48. 11. Hard pass. So we got a hard pass, a... What's a 19, Joe? A hard pass. Hard pass, hard Not pass. Yeah. And... Right, regular pass, pass for me, yeah. Okay. So all, all of you um, get a good look at this house, and you can see, you know, so... The, the facade of the house is kind of backlit by the windows almost. The light is coming out, so it's hard to see into the shadows. Uh, but if you look for a while, um, you can see, for instance, at the front door, there are two large men in suits standing by the front door. Uh, burly, they're looking out uh, with, it seems, a purpose. And the guys who rolled a hard pass, you can actually see that there are, I mentioned there are a couple balconies on the second and third floor. Um, there are guys standing out on those balconies, too. Also, big, hard-looking men. Um, you can't tell if they're armed, but they are looking out into the street, and I'm going to say they see you. They're not doing anything. You, you're just a, a trio of guys walking around, but they notice that you're there. Interesting. Should we get out of the car? Yes. 
Or I'm sorry, you're driving around. You're not walking around. You're we're just, uh, we're just passing by slowly. You're passing by slowly, and that is of interest to them. They're looking at your car as they pass by. Maybe maybe one of them is even doing the, the Michael Corleone. Uh, he puts his <laughs> hand into his uh, breast pocket type situation. He's talking in his 1920s earpiece. Um, I lean forward in backseat middle. I don't think we're going to break into this place. There's guards up at the top and by the front door. Definitely not tonight. No. Let's, let's move on. Interesting, to the next. though, on the heavy security. I mean, I know the man was rich, but it's just intriguing. Indeed. Indeed. All right. So that's, we passed, the, that was the witch tree, too. Anything weird about the witch tree besides the, that it looks witchy? It looks witchy. It kind of makes you uncomfortable to look at it. when you, It's dark, so you can't yeah. see. In that picture I said, that's a daytime picture. So in the dark, you can't see all of the contours. And I don't know, in the 1920s, if there'd be like weird shit hanging from it. Like people go like hang stuff from it now. Um, yeah. But um, it is, when you look at it, you can see the silhouette of this tree in the night. And it is this bulbous thing that just uh, it doesn't look like a tree is supposed to look right Um, and anybody who's listening on the podcast the Louisville witch tree is covered in burls if you're familiar with like woodworking features it's just covered in burls uh, which are like these big kind of round um, growths that can come off a tree normally a tree might have like one of them if any um, they're very va- mm-hmm. valuable for woodworking because they have cool grain patterns. Um, but this one has like dozens of them. It's a super weird looking tree. Uh, but yeah, you can't you can't necessarily see all that in the dark, but you can see that it's a fucked up tree and it makes you uncomfortable. It almost makes you more uncomfortable than you would think even from just seeing a weird looking tree. Almost like it's emanating some energy that you're not a fan of. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, well, should we head on east and go see the goings-on at the Langen Camp House? Is that the plan? That seems acceptable to me, for now, at least. Yeah. Okay. So now in possession of Jackson's map and the investigation that you guys did earlier, um, you know pretty much exactly where that house is. Uh, So you go to the, I believe it was the southeast part of the city that I noted that that's where that house is. It's just Mm -hmm. another residential neighborhood. You're outside of Central Park slash uh, old slash current Louisville. Um, This is a much more humble neighborhood. There is not much to it. Uh, Just small, like one story Houses like you'd see even today if you if you drove around Louisville or drove around just about any like small residential town, you know, it's just a just little houses, little one story houses. Uh, you go to her house. Um, how do you approach her house? You know where it is. What's your what's your plan? Are you gonna drive by first or what? Um, I say we do a drive by similar to the Carlisle house, but if we're looking for like specific kinds of people going in and out, maybe we park a little ways off after we get a first look. Okay. And uh, approach for maybe I don't know closer look. Okay. Depend depending on what it looks like. 
from the drive-by. So you drive by the outside of the house. Um, this, it is a neighborhood. Like I said, there's a, just a row of houses. Um, if you, if you kind of look past the houses, there's a little bit of space between them. It looks like they maybe have yards or lots behind them. And then behind those are, um, you know, the next row of houses. So, um, there's no fence or anything. The house, when you pass it is dark. Um, give me a spot hidden check. 68 regular pass. 98. I am blind. 77. <laughs> I failed. Okay. Um, Yaps, Yaps is looking for something hidden and he almost runs over a dog. Um, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, he has to kind of go skirt uh, to avoid hitting a dog while he's looking outside of the car. Um, yeah, Slicer, what you notice is when you kind of sweep the headlights past the house, you would recall this uh, from when you walked. Um, I already forgot her name. Our friend. Millie. Millie. When you walked Millie out of the hotel room, uh, Cuddy, you would have noticed this too, but you didn't. You didn't see it on this house, or you didn't notice it on this house. Um, this house also has red crime scene tape across the door, which used to be sealed. It used to make a seal on the door, and it it does. When the headlights sweep by, you can see like a very prominent cut in that tape. So uh, that seal has been broken on the front door of the house. Other mm. than that. You don't see any people around. In fact, the whole it's you know it's deeply in the middle of the night right now. This place is not anywhere near downtown. It's just a neighborhood, and uh, there's there's nobody around that you see. Okay. Well, boys, what do you think? Should we park the car and get a closer look? That seal's been broken on the door, which means someone's been tampering with the crime scene. I'm in. I'm feeling good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's uh let's I like I like that between this arc and the last one we've always had at least one character basically high on stimulants this entire <laughs> pretty much <laughs> pretty much all right so what are do you mean mother <laughs> so are you guys are you guys just stopping out front or slicer you had mentioned that you were going to drive a little ways away park come back come back to the front come back to the back what's what's the plan here we should park mm. like a block away, mm-hmm. and then go get from out the backyard. Yeah. So yeah. you're you're creeping in the back, okay? Yeah. Um. All right. So you're able to creep into the back uh, of this house. Um, you have to you go through a few other yards or lots to get there. Um, the, sh- the TV show Unsolved Mysteries hasn't happened yet. People don't know that there is such a thing as a serial killer. So nobody's really on the lookout for people creeping around at night. If they notice you, they'd just be like, hmm, I wonder what those guys are up to um, in 1920s voice. Um, so you're able to get to the back of the house. Um, you see it's, it's dark still. Um, you see... Do you walk right up to the back porch? I feel like Yaps would. I feel like Yaps would, especially given he's kind of on he's on his own vibe right now, and he hasn't really gotten to do much. He's kind of squaring <laughs> up. I feel like he's just like, I'll, I'll, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. I'm going to go check it out, boys. Okay. I'm going to go check it out. <laughs> All right. So Yaps walks straight up to the back porch. It is not lit. Um, it's a dark, dark backyard, dark back porch. Um, 
You notice, Yaps, when you walk up that uh, the, or well, you're noticing this for the first time because you didn't see this at the hotel. Um, but you see right when you get to the back door, it's very prominent. You don't need to spot hidden. Um, there's crime scene tape on the back door too. And that is also um, cut. Boys, there's more crime scene tape back here. And uh, the porch isn't lit, but I am. Let's go. <laughs> so what, what are you, what, what you going to do? It's going to go into the you, trusty crowbar comes out and he just kind of just pops open the door. And uh, okay. Just the door, to open it first. <laughs> the door is uh, you. You pop the door open easily with the crowbar. Um, as you pull it open, now that you've knocked the uh, like the uh, knob uh, construction off of the door, uh, you see that it was unlocked. But you have successfully <laughs> uh, <laughs> you've successfully broken the door. Um, but how cool is that? Not as cool as knocking it open with a crowbar. Yeah, so you go in, and um, it's a dark house um, for all you can see. Yeah, it looks like a dark house. Um, There are various doors around, um, some of which are open or closed, as a house might have. Um, I don't have, like, a layout of this house, but imagine it's... um, Imagine the type of like a like a long house which maybe has like an entryway in the front, which is like the living room or family room, goes back to a kitchen, and there's like a hallway with doors coming off of it. There's a couple doors in the kitchen as well. Um, first thing Yaps is gonna do is as he kind of steps in, while there's still maybe a little bit of uh, moonlight that's kind of casting into the doorway, maybe just to, that where he has just a, a fraction of vision. Uh, is just gonna like kind of gently bang on a counter, or if you know if it's in the just a nearby surface to just kind of generate just some noise without calling out, just to see if there's any movement in the house. They he hears anything react to that. You don't hear any response. It rings out louder than you expected. Um, it's a big empty house. This murder had happened a little while ago. And in fact, what I'll say is when you knock, you notice an echo and you kind of notice the loudness of it because this is, um, a, there's not a lot of stuff around. It doesn't look like a very lived in house. Mm. Um, and you're not sure if it was always like that or if stuff has been removed, but, um, there's not like appliances around. There's very little furniture out in that living space. Um, so you knock and it echoes through the house, but you don't hear anything in return. I kind of slink back out and I was like, off the rip, boys, I think this place is empty. I think we should also go in together and get each other's backs, because who knows what is hiding out in here. Okay. Um, yep. Pull out my hatchet again, slide it out. You've got it. I'm right behind you. All right. What's your What's your plan? So let's say there are, if you if you're looking from the kitchen... And again, it is, there's, there's moonlight, maybe there's a street light out front casting some light in, but it is dark in here. Um, you can see that hallway from the kitchen out to the front door in the living space. There's three doors on your left. Um, as you walk in the back door to your right in the kitchen, there are two closed doors. Um, I think Yaps' first idea is to just kind of do uh, a sweep of the closest two doors, open them up. Um, with a little bit of backup, see if anything's in there, just kind of check those out, and just kind of clear it room by room. 
Okay, so you're going for the two doors in the kitchen. Yeah, because those are the nearest ones to my right. Sure. So you open the first door, um, and it's a pantry. So there is a little bit of food in the pantry. It's kind of moldering. Maybe you see a rat, and, it, and you go, ooh, I don't know how you feel about rats. I don't know how Yaps feels about rats, but... Um, it's clearly this. There's food that's been in there for a while. There's like a sack of potatoes on the ground. It's growing sprouts and shit. Um, that's the first door. When you go to open the second door out of the kitchen, um, it is locked. And when you jostle it, you do hear like uh, kind of an. A, a, echoey emptiness behind the door but it is locked okay um hmm. i uh, cuddy did you come in or are you still outside no i can't okay um i guess uh yaps is like I'll, I'll pop this thing open get ready for whatever might roll out or whatever we might see and kind of yaps like kind of shoves it in between the door jam and the door itself and puts himself so like when he yanks on the crowbar to pop the door open he's not directly in front of the opening um so it kind of like he fades over to the side, if that makes sense. Sure. Uh, uh, um, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and that's, you know, I don't know if I need to do a roll or whatever, but, you know, Yaps sh- shoves the crowbar and is getting ready to just wrench back to pop the door open. Uh, just give me a straight strength check. Um, that is a 13, which is a, su- a super pass. Super, super pass. pass. All right, yeah. Well you uh, you pop it open with um, it's not a very strong. Lock. The door blows off and ra- ruins the next door neighbor's house. Okay, I was gonna say <laughs> I was gonna say you do it so easily it was quiet, but we can do that instead if you want. <laughs> okay, I guess I'll go with the quiet route. I guess I'll go with the quiet route. Yeah, it just uh, there's a little pop. Um, so it, it, it pops it, open like with ease and silently, but Yaps sees it just like explode off the hinges, and he's like, "I am the strongest man alive." Um. So what you see when the door opens is a staircase going down into a basement or cellar and it is pitch black um i feel like my gut instinct is to clear at least the rest of these doors before going down into the cellar what are your all thoughts on that because i feel like that's that leads to adventure and I don't want to get bit in the butt by something we may have missed behind us. I think we should clear the whole house while also looking for maybe some candles and matches. And, and candy. For our, for Definitely our noses. Can, the candy part. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so uh, okay. we'll put a pin in the spooky cellar for, okay. for now. Um, and I guess we clear the house. Okay. Um, which would be the next thing would be in the hallway, the three doors to our left, right? Yep. Um, so I don't know if the doors swing in or out, uh, but same type of strategy to pop them open, assuming I check them and they're not unlocked. These doors are not locked. Um, so you pop into one room, the first room. Bathroom. Simple bathroom. Nothing of note in there. Um, you pop into the second room real quick tens if i can sure. uh, retcon a little bit since we started in the kitchen can we scavenge around the kitchen for something that we could have made some sort of light with yeah like lighter fluid light. or something like that 
Yeah, if only you had a lighter. If only you had a lighter. Right. No. <laughs> that, <laughs> that irony is not lost on, on old, on old daps. <laughs> um, there's a gas stove. And... Uh, it's a... It, like electricity exists. In the 1920s, you might be... I don't know. There's also um, gas gas stoves lights, that, you but, need, that you light with matches as well. Um, there's this... Uh, this one's got a primer on it. Um... Click, 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 click. What's under the sink? Is there anything under the sink or in the drawers? Um, what are you looking for? Just, you know what? Bang, lightning strikes. I'm looking for any type of potentially flammable liquid. Like, uh, I don't know. Uh, if the gas stove has a primer on it and there's old wood shelves in the pantry, um, we can maybe make ourselves like a little makeshift torch depending on what's in the bathroom maybe a towel in there or something yeah i think i think without looking too hard you find some rags um and you can even um there's maybe like a dowel rod in the in the bathroom holding up like towels which is easy to pop out um or you know yeah you could you could smash a shelf from the pantry to turn it into scrap wood uh, but yeah, that would be uh, that would be an easy enough thing to do. Sure. So I do that, and I use the stove. I get the gas stove going, and get a flame going on the gas stove, and I use that to light the torch. Okay. Yeah. So you guys, uh, and it's that's just yaps, or do you are you guys making one too, or what's the plan as far as illumination? Does mm, real quick, Cuddy, do you have my shotgun, or do I have my shotgun? You have your shotgun. Okay. At one point, you were wielding it. Right. Okay. Um, well, if we want to do kind of like a cutty, you hold, you know, you have my firearm and then we each have it since you use a hatchet and I can use the crowbar to kind of melee fight. We can kind of uh, have Cuddy's hands free to use the shotgun or firearms and we can just kind of sweep the house that way. I think giving Cuddy shotgun probably not the best idea. Okay. Oh, <laughs> just a... Okay. Just, uh... Yeah, uh, well, in that case, scream some church at him there, Cuddy. <laughs> they, they, can get, they can get gernoodled, okay? They can get gernoodled. All right, they go and get you, get, get you a torch and yell some Jesus at him. Let's, let's do this week. Well, I guess, I don't know. I mean, you guys can make a torch if you want. I certainly have one. So I've got a torch and a crowbar. I'm ready to mess stuff up. I'm all hopped up. I'm ready to go. Okay. So you have your... So so wait, tell me, tell me again who has what. I have my crowbar and a torch. The torch set with the dowel rod, the rags, and lid on the stove. That's what Yaps has okay. with the crowbar out. Okay. And Same with a hatchet for me. And you have a torch as well, Joe? Yeah. As they light their torches, like before they light their torches, Cuddy just closes his eyes. He's not going to get a torch. He's going to let them kind of scout ahead and try and keep his eyes attuned to the darkness. And just kind of make sure that we're not going to get somebody from behind or something coming up on us from behind. Okay. Okay. That works. Um, um, so we cleared the first room. It's a bathroom. Go to the second door, Tins. The second door is... Um, you go in there and um, you see that this is a bedroom. Um, and, um, if you look on the ground pretty prominently, uh, there's like directly in front of you, there's a bed and there's a nightstand next to the bed and on the floor right there in front of you, there's a big red 
spot on the ground. Um, and it, it doesn't really take, like, uh, it doesn't really take much sleuthing to realize that this is probably where the murder happened. Um, and this is a big old blood stain on the ground. Yeah, yeah, just kind of peels back to Slice. She's like, Slicer, I know it's a big old pool of blood, but is there, uh, anything that your science mind tells you about it? <laughs> That's exactly how Yap says I, it to science. I investigate the blood for maybe length. If it's dry, how long ago it was there, if it's human or yeah, not. Yeah, has any of that goofy, that goofy uh, right. evil shit in it. Uh, yeah. in, in terms of just regular mundane doctoring, you don't even have to do a check. It's blood. Um, you can smell it. There's a coppery smell of blood that you can still smell. Um, it's dry. You can tell it's been there for a while. And I mean, you guys know that this murder happened like a week and a half, two weeks ago. So yeah, you don't, just, you don't notice just... anything else of significance about the blood itself. Just from looking uh, at it. Yep, it's just a crime scene. That's where someone died and lost some blood. Um, Yaps takes just a quick look around the room for, you know, if the death happened in this room, maybe... It was of a sacrificial type nature. Maybe there was some element to, you know what I'm saying? Like a, some setup to the death, uh, I guess, is what Yaps is kind of looking for. See if there's anything suspect uh, in that sense. Okay. Tell me this. Um, give me a spot hidden and tell me how long you want to spend looking around this room. Uh, Yaps is a short order. Uh, I'm going to say, before I roll, I'll say two, two minutes on a, on a, just a, a quick sweep, just kind of pulling out drawers, that type of stuff, opening the closet, whatever that might be in there. Okay. Is that what you guys are doing too? <laughs> I just, I just yeah, rolled a that four. Good. <laughs> okay. Damn. I'm okay. going to check that off uh, on my sheet because I just remembered. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> um, so, you are riffling through drawers and stuff. You're looking around. Is anybody, uh, are you guys looking around too? Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I'm yep. still out in the hallway. So, okay. You are looking around. Um, you, you pull open um, the middle drawer on the nightstand and you pull it open and you hear like a thunk as you pull it open and because you got the torch right there and you're looking carefully what you realize is that um, as you're opening it there is a false floor on this um, on this the inside of this nightstand shelf uh, which is just like a plank of wood which when you pulled it open slid forward and that's what made the thunk Uh, well I'm going to investigate that a little bit (laughs) <laughs> okay, so yeah, you take, um, you take it off, and what you see is there's a little collection of objects in the bottom of this drawer underneath this false floor. Um, one thing you see is a knife, a wavy knife with a golden hilt with a yellow sign in the middle of a black gem, uh, which uh, makes you a little queasy to look at. You see to the right of it a piece of paper, which looks like a flyer. 
I assume you're going to take a look at that. That is correct. I will take a look at that, sir. Okay. I don't have a, I don't have a hand. Right you are, Harry. But what you see is, um, this is like a, like a, a homemade party flyer. Somebody who is crafty, somebody who throws parties and does little fun little invitations, um, made this flyer. And it's a, it's a bizarre flyer. What you see at the top is a crudely drawn image of a, um, of a flayed horse running. Uh, and atop the horse is riding uh, a man in a yellow robe wearing a crown. And beneath that picture, um, you see uh, the heading is, uh, let me make sure I pronounce this right, the Ariolan Stakes. A-U-R-E-O-L-I-N Stakes. Pre-party. And you see that when you read down further, you see that there's going to be some kind of horse race. And there is a pre-party, and it notes that it's at the witching place. And at the bottom of the invitation, in the bottom right corner, there is another crudely drawn picture of a bulbous, knotty tree. And the date of the party is four days from now. Boys. Looks like I can keep this thing rolling for the next four days. <laughs> I I uh <clears throat> I definitely slapped the brochure to um uh into Cuddy's chest. Like, man, it seems important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not uh not something that I think Yaps would be like understands the the importance of it, but is clearly understands he's not the one that should be holding important types of literature. Uh, right. Um, so he slams that in Cuddy's chest, and he turns back to to Slice. Is like anything you want to grab out of here? Because I am good with moving right along. Um, I scan the room. No, I think time is of the essence. We want to get what we can here and get out before anybody comes snooping. Did I hold on? Did I misunderstand you when I first popped it open? There was one of the ceremonial daggers. Yep, that's in there too. Still there, still sitting there. <sighs> I kind of feel like we Unless need. You pick I kind of feel like we need to. I put it in a pillowcase, like I was going to do the first time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um. And you and you stash it on your person somewhere, basically. Uh, how does how does that make me feel? Like just holding it, but it wrapped up in the pillowcase. Do I start getting uh, that queasy feeling? Is it like becoming stronger as I like handle it more? It's it's in your mind, right? Um, when you first, when Jackson got killed, and when you were first on the scene, you were holding this knife and looking at it. It almost like entranced you. Um, if you remember, you were like trying to do something you couldn't do it. Now that you're kind of like, you've been amidst this for a minute, you're learning a little bit about what's going on, it doesn't quite have that same power over you. However, it has like an undeniable presence that it radiates. Um, and the, the the pillowcase maybe muffles it a little bit, but it's it's there. And and Slicer, you would feel this too. You're still carrying around mm-hmm. the other dagger. Like it's all, you're, you're always kind of, aware that it's with you more so than you would be 
with just if you were just like carrying a knife around. I kind of feel like this is going to be a way to like let ourselves into the party. You know what I mean? Like going to be like a our ticket in. Um, so I'm 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 going to hold on to the knife for sure. So I'm gonna I'm gonna um like seeing this, and I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna walk up to Slicer. <clears throat> and, he, and I'm just going to say, can I see Wait, that? Wait, aren't you Slicer? One, are, one, you one are second. Slicer. You I mean, are slicer. I mean, yes, I'm Slicer. To uh, Yaps. But let me let me take you, a look at that. Because I haven't really done this with my dagger, though. But now I've got you two. You can hold it, Chief. You, blades. Yaps is more than happy to let uh, Slicer hold both both daggers. There's like n- I no use, pause in handing it over. Yeah, I'm going to use my Clairvoyance ability. Okay. Um clairvoyance is what I did back in the cave to kind of figure out what happened with the nub of um, I forget her name but our friend Abigail Abigail yes Uh, Uh, basically lets me like use a physical object or scene and um, sort of like get some out of sight insight into like the past or something that happened with it or Give me a um, give me a willpower check. So it actually asks for a clairvoyance check, which is one of my skills. But I'll, oh, I'll still give uh, you the that's willpower that's check. fine. No, 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 no. Do that. Do what it says. Which is willpower. It's I guess same. it's the same yeah. score. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, Twenty six, which is a hard pass. Okay. So you do in uh, real space, kind of black out for a second. You're standing there, and your eyes get real distant. Um, the first thing you see, you've got one you've got one knife in your right hand, one knife in your left hand. The first thing you see is uh, you feel almost like a, a vibration or buzzing from the knife in your right hand. And um, <clears throat> when that's happening, you find yourself seeing through your eyes um, the uh, the guy who killed... You, you, you see Jackson get killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see Jackson holding his hands up. And this guy running forward and stabbing him turns. Look, you see yourself walking around. You're like, oh shit! Like looking at a funhouse mirror. Um, the second dagger starts vibrating, and um, as you're seeing this like um, scene in Jackson's room, you almost feel your consciousness transition over to a different guy who was in the room, one of the three guys that was there, a different one of the three of them. And then you snap out of that uh, scene and you snap to this room that you're currently standing in um, and you see someone stepping forward. Very similar scene. Um, You see a a young woman uh, who you would assume is Nancy Camp, And uh, she is bloodied and defiant. And she says... I won't be a part of this anymore. And you hear a voice in the back of your head saying, you won't be a part of anything anymore. And then that person lunges forward and they tussle for a minute and you hear her uh, cry out. And then you snap back. Zip her up, body bags. Well, take a point of sanity. uh, Yeah, okay. From seeing yourself. It was weird. It's weird to see yourself. Weird. Okay. Uh, yeah, I relay that to the group. This was the knife that obviously killed Nancy. We kind of can deduce that. But, uh, Nancy was part of this before she died. She was involved somehow. She wasn't just a random. 
She wasn't like Jackson who was uh, investigating it. She was in it. Standing in stunned silence at that revelation. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Having shared that, what do you guys do now? Um, One more room. There's a gaping uh, cellar door in the kitchen. And there's a whole world outside this house. It is open to you. I think we should clear the other room first. Is that the plan? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Let's clear yeah. the other room. Yeah, yeah, last room. Okay. You walk up to the third room in the hallway, which is the closest to the front of the house. You see that that door is closed. You reach forward and grab the handle, and you shove it open and go in. Yeah, just the same type of thing. You know, if it's unlocked, open it, open it in, and, you know, be ready walking in, kind of like every other. Right. Yeah, so you kind of you kind of bust in, crowbar raised, and um, there's nothing in there. It's uh, If there was anything in here, maybe you even see, if you pass your torch over things, there's, like, dust rectangles where there might used to have been, like, a piece of furniture, but the room is empty. Okay. Um, press on then, um, as time is, as you mentioned, the essence. Um, so, okay. moving forward. Let's do that. Okay. Um, so, what would be next? The upstairs? There is no upstairs. Oh, it's okay. No upstairs. It's like a ranch. It's literally the ba- like. There's a living room, front door, yes. okay. basement. Basement time, baby. Let's go. Okay. Um, so, you, uh, let me ask you this. How are you guys headed down into, you're going down into the basement? Yep. How, what's the what's the order of guys? Putty, where's everybody standing? Putty what's everybody is going doing? first. Putty's going first. Okay, ahead of yeah. ahead of the torches, because his eyes are still adjusted to the darkness. You're trying to go down there, kind of like creep ahead of everybody else. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'll go last. Okay. That works with me. All right. So you guys creep down. Um, you get to the bottom of the stairs. Uh, to your left, there's just a wall in a corner, so you have to turn to your right and go around the like banister uh, to get to the rest of this basement. Uh, it's got an earthen floor. It's very dark. It is. Uh, what's that uh, SpongeBob quote? This is advanced darkness. <laughs> uh, your 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 torch is like barely. Um, it's it's not casting as much light as you would have thought. Um, it's like extremely dark, um, and to the extent that you can see what's around, um, you guys remember the weird ass basement of the frat castle, Brian? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it's like dirt on the ground, and there's like concrete walls with like weird recesses in them, and it's not clear like what the hell. Uh, this <laughs> purpose of this basement even was, and you can see some like wooden uh, columns, like four by fours, basically, that are holding this uh, basement okay. up. Um. As you start to advance forward through the basement, um, you can see that at the end of the uh, this passage, basically, it's wider than a hallway. Uh, there is another door, and there is a faint light um, emanating from behind the door. Oh shit! 
approach slowly. Maybe I extinguish the torch. My, I'll extinguish my torch. I'm not going to extinguish okay. mine. I will try and put it somewhere safe. Like, not safe, like, out of, out of the way, but not... Like to stow it. Yes, exactly. Stowed away. That's okay. exactly. Okay. So, um, yeah, you can do that. Um, you walk forward. This is probably, like... 20 feet um, let's say like 15 yards of this passageway um, it's you know you're walking like towards the back of the house and you've gone further than the length of the kitchen so you're like under the backyard now basically um, and you get to the door and it is a um, it's a stone door and as you approach it um, Slicer and Yaps, you feel at your chest, uh, you feel the dagger uh, starting to emanate warmth. Sucks for Slicer, because he's holding both of them. Oh, Slicer, <laughs> so you never took the one. Uh, yeah, okay, Slicer. Oh, you feel, I definitely yeah, gave they're it. Like, uh. They're like stowed on both of your nipples, and they, you start to heat up. Um, they're like hashtag your, team <laughs> or hashtag team dope nipples yeah. you know what I'm saying so you feel yeah you feel those starting to like warm up and actually as you get closer and closer you see that there is a sign on the door which looks the same as the sign in the hilt and it starts oh, to uh, glow with a faint light a faint yellow light as you walk up and the door uh, opens. There's no handle that you see, but it does start to swing inward. Dun dun. One more. Oh, oh, Let's go oh. just a little bit further. A little bit further. Pretty, pretty. <laughs> take that out and post. Take that out and post. <laughs> no, definitely um, not. So, Cuddy, you're leading a charge, right? Or am I? Is that not correct? Uh, I mean, it is. I wouldn't call it a charge. Uh, it's more of a slow advance okay are you but, going I mean, through the door yeah i have nowhere else to go <laughs> okay so um you you get to the door um it, it takes a little bit of a push it, it opened for you and it is swinging open but it takes a little bit of a push because it's a heavy stone door um you walk in um, and you see there is an altar in the middle of the room, a small altar. It's almost like a pulpit. Um, it's not very big, just surrounded by lit candles. And the candles give off an unusually yellow glow, a sickly yellow glow. And at the top of the pulpit, there is a piece of paper, uh, which you would have to get closer to read. As you walk into the room, um, you hear a creak behind you. And when you turn around, uh, you're all three standing basically in this doorway. And you can see in the light cast by the torch that Yaps uh, stowed about midway through the room that there are now four yellow-robed cultists advancing towards you. 